bless you. Please be seated. God bless you. Amen. Our Father and our God, we want to thank you, God. Our gathering is unto you. Our gathering is because of you. And our gathering is for you. We say, let your will be done. Let your name be glorified. Have your way in our midst. Let your spirit move unhindered. And at the end of this gathering, oh God, let no one leave here empty-handed. Touch us where it matters most. Touch us where everyone will say this can only be God. Thank you for ordering our steps. And we know, oh God, our expectations shall not be cut off. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, I will pray. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I just want us to quickly look at uh, the scripture. I believe that should be in Luke. No, Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9 from verse 35. Matthew chapter 9 from verse 35. The scripture says, if you can only believe. Amen. And I believe that God is no respecter of persons. His miracles are repeatable. If he has done it before, he would also do it for you. Matthew chapter 9, I'm reading from verse 35. And my scripture says, Then Jesus went about the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw, when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them. Because they were weary and scattered. Like sheep having no shepherd. 37. Then he said to his disciples. The harvest truly is plentiful. But the laborers are few. Verse 35. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest the work was still going on Jesus Christ still healing, teaching sickness disappearing disease disappearing but as he did this he saw there was much work to be done and that's why the Lord says we should occupy until he returns the needs are out there. And Jesus Christ, with compassion, saw these needs. And it says they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd because the need are plenty out there. And Jesus Christ now looked around and spoke to his disciples and said, you guys, the harvest is plenteous. There's so much need out there, but we need to partner with people. We need to work together. We need more laborers. We need more workers to ensure that we are not only 
effective, we are efficient. So that we are able to touch those people that are out there that have needs. What is he telling his disciples? It's not, all, it's not about you guys. It's about the needs out there. And the question, the, the Jesus Christ answered, pray to the Lord because it's God that will bring them committed, faithful, diligent, zealous, passionate, compassionate, loving, kind, trustworthy, honest, good character. It's God that sees beyond the outward. He would identify them. And he will bring them from the north, from the west, from the east, from the south. You know, uh, as I was preparing this uh, topic for today, because the harvest is plenty. And that's the title. The harvest is plenteous. It's plenty. And as I was preparing this, it, I now realize that there was a reason why the Bible says we should not be like those that forsake the assembly of his people, of the, uh, of the, of the church. Why? Because we need to gather to be effective. There's power of agreement. How good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. For therein God commands his blessing. The Bible says, as they gathered in one place and in one accord, the Holy Spirit fell mightily. Likewise, the Bible says in Amos 3.3, 3, it says, how can two walk together? except they are agreed. One will put a thousand to flight. Two will put ten thousand. You can see the element of multiplication if we work together. Even in the story of the Tower of Babel, that it was a group of people gathering to, for an unrighteous purpose to build what God had not asked them to build. The testimony that God gave in that particular instance was these people that were gathered together in one accord, in one place for an unrighteous purpose. God said, because they are of one mind, nothing would be withheld from them. And God had to scatter them. So you can imagine how impactful we can be if we are of one mind and how impactful if we are gathered in one place and in one accord you know what the Lord laid upon my heart also was there are a lot of countries when we look in the Bible that Paul's missionary journey and these countries were being taken for Christ but in current situation they are countries that are not called Christian countries. And why did this happen? Because the harvest was plenteous, but their laborers were few and they were unavailable. We should occupy till he returns. So we are not only saved to do nothing, we are saved to serve. Because the harvest is plenteous. You know, sometimes we, we think we can be effective isolating ourselves. And I'll just tell you two, two stories of my personal life before I go into what I want to. Uh, I'm one of those that not only did West African school certificate uh, for those that come from that region of the world, 
They, I also did what is known as General Certificate of Education, GCE. My West African school certificate was not as good as I would have wanted it to be. Let me put it nicely. So I needed to complement it with the General Certificate of Education, GCE. And as I registered for it, I was determined to make my West African school certificate good enough. <laughs> you know, complimented. So I decided to study seriously. And what did I do to study seriously? I made up my mind to leave all distractions and isolate myself so that I can study seriously. How many of us have done what I'm talking about? You see, you know, the older ones, the younger ones might not, uh, at least the, the born and bred in Canada might not understand. All right. I isolated myself and I tried as much as possible to do as much reading. And uh, on the day of the exam, I now showed up. And as I flipped open my paper, I suddenly realized I was reading, I read the wrong syllabus. <laughs> what, what do you advise me to do? <laughs> thank God, thank God, the God is good. Thank God it was, uh, I think they call it religious knowledge then. So it was the uh, New Testament, the Gospels. So if you, you were meant to read uh, Luke and you read Matthew, at least God will be merciful. There are some things that you will be able to answer irrespective. That was my delivering. The second story, I was then, thank God I entered the university, did law, went to law school. Uh, in the university, most times you don't isolate yourself when you are studying because you are in the midst of everybody. But when I got to law school, uh, I ju it just happens that it was within the state that I, my parents lived and I was going from home. So basically my studies was from home. And I was isolated in my studies and my final paper, um, I was studying. And suddenly I found myself reading and reading and reading and reading and reading. I read the book and read everything, read all the materials. I was so excited until I woke up about <laughs> 5 a.m. I was dreaming that I was reading. <laughs> what do you advise me to do? I was dreaming. You know, it was all a dream. There was nobody to wake me up. <laughs> I was enjoying the dream that I'm going to smash this uh, course, but it was all a dream. My prayer is that <laughs> you will not have the wrong syllabus in this Christian work. I didn't hear your amen. You will not be dreaming where you should be awake in this Christian work. Because sometimes we isolate ourselves thinking we are going the right direction. We need each other to be able to say, this direction you are going to is not where you ought to go. God has not called this church to isolate. God, the, the scripture says, the harvest is plenty of, 
But we need laborers, not one laborer. We need laborers. So they need to be gathered to be effective and efficient. There's a work to be done. And the Lord is asking, who shall I send? I know in these times of virtual and everything, people have decided it doesn't, there's not, the building is not God. But we need to be in one place and in one accord to be able to plan how to take care of these needs. We all understand the COVID. We all understand the crisis going on and all those kind of situations. But irrespective of everything, God is still God. And we not only belong to him, we must serve him. We must. This is not the first time crisis. There are people that cannot serve God in their country because they are being persecuted. But they are still serving him. They are still worshiping. They are still gathering. They are still doing all they can do. But we have now decided to use COVID because God is not going to use COVID to determine our faithfulness. Because God did not stop doing or carrying out his purpose because of COVID and all the challenges of the time. God is still God and he will continue to function as he intended to. My question is to you is, are you available? Let's, let's put something on the screen. Uh, the Bible says, without a vision, the people perish. Another version says, without revelation, the people cast away restraint. Proverbs 28, 29, 18. It is time for you and I to now begin to ask ourselves, are we doing what God wants us to do? Or have we ignored the plentiful harvest out there and we are only concerned about ourselves? It's not all about you. It's not all about you. It's not all about personal success. It's how significant are you in the kingdom of heaven? What impact are you making? What lives are you touching? How many people are thanking God for your life? How many people are, are experiencing a sweet fragrance from you? I thank God for all that God is doing in your life, but I believe your life is much more than that. The Lord says the harvest is plenty. The needs are plenty. And as you touch this need, God himself will touch your need. The Bible says what turned around the story of Job. When Job went through almost 40 chapters of challenges, of suffering, of pain and all that. What touched his life was the Bible says that Job now took his attention from his situation. And when Job prayed for his friends, God entered into his situation. When Job made himself available, then God decided to turn around the situation. The same thing Abraham. Abraham had waited yes and yes and yes and yes and yes. God, when will you bless me? Is this uh, servant in my house going to be my heir? God, when will you bless me? And when Abraham decided to take his attention from his situation, you cannot sow without harvesting. Let's, let's just look at some slides I just want us to quickly look at concerning 
Jesus' house to run to. And it's important. I'm going to run through this because I want to see whether we can have the opportunity to pray. Uh, it's important. Uh, if God has called you to this family, Jesus House Toronto, we are a parish of the redeemed Christian Church of God. You need to put your hand on the plow and not look back. The scripture says, he that puts his hands on the plow and looks back, it's not fit for the kingdom of heaven. Unless God has not called you to this parish and we are not compelling anyone, you have to be willing. You have to, your heart has to be stirred. As many as their hearts are stirred and willing, then you make yourself available. Don't come and warm benches here and say what well, they are doing. Nobody's calling me. Nobody's doing this. Nobody remembers my birthday. No, it's not about you. It is about the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and every other thing will be added unto you. As you seek, they will call you. <laughs> As you seek, your birthday will be taken care of. So don't put that in front of God and almost like as I keep on saying, you cannot intimidate God. He said, told his disciples, the work is plenty. We need to pray for more people. And I believe that as the Spirit of the Lord ministered today, is letting them know that if you are not available, then someone will replace you. Someone will take your place. The question we always ask, when did God decide that he was going to replace King Saul? With David. When did God decide that? Did God not know that uh, Saul will mess up? But he gives everyone a chance. My prayer is that you will not be replaced in this kingdom in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us look at We are a parish of the redeemed Christian church of God. And we are a family in the midst of a family. And we have a work to do. We have a work to do. It's always important to know the vision. The vision is for an appointed time. We don't just have any all time to achieve it. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3 says the vision is for an appointed time. Right, verse 2 says write the vision plainly on the table, on tablets, so that he that reads, uh, reads it will run with it. Our vision is in-house, but it is all a part of the vision of the Redeemed Christian Church of God that every one of us should make heaven. It is not your acquisition, it is not. All those are good in itself, but how relevant are you, even at a time like this? Because at a time like this, the harvest is much more plentiful than before. Because suddenly everything that people have depended on has filled them in this era. So our vision is to restore the city, not just the city of Toronto, but the city to Jesus. Because Jesus has to be Lord. But how do we do that if you are not available? Jesus Christ did not tell his disciples, we don't need anybody. We'll just go and do this. We need to partner with each other. We need as many laborers to put their hands on this work so that we can bring forth the plentiful harvest. And when we talk about harvest, we're not talking about people just be, we're talking about souls that need to be saved. 
We're talking about souls that need to be saved, that need to come into the kingdom. You and I cannot save them, but we can bring Jesus. We can lift up Jesus to them. We can touch their lives. We can make an impact. We can do all that is required. Technical, can you just give me the next slide? Just, maybe you should just control it. Since. And that's our vision. And our mission is to preach the good news. Not just to ourselves, we want to preach to nations. Not just to uh, the black community, we want to preach the gospel to nations. Not just the uh, African community or Nigerian community, we want to preach to nations. How do we do that if you and I are not available? And we've said it, the COVID and pandemic or whatever name it's called has broken us out of the four walls of this church. We are now deployed to minister to the world. There are people watching us from across the world. Whether you know it or not, then what are we doing to reach them? There are people that are watching from other countries that are not even, uh, uh, are not Bible-believing countries. What are we doing? If we have chosen not to make ourselves available, the work is plenty. We need hands. We also, uh, also, our mission is to build leaders. It's not about Pastor Ken. It's about every one of us. As we play our part, we will continue to make this work bigger and bigger. And it is the space that we give God that God will fill. If we don't give God any space, then God will not fill. So we need as much leaders so that it is not centered about, uh, around any person. If Pastor Ken is not here, the work goes on. If you are not here, the work goes on. Because the purpose of God was there before we came and will be there after we go. Is someone listening to me? To manifest the excellence of God. We're not just going to say, oh, because it's church, uh, well, everybody needs to manage this. Whatever you are manifesting in church, you cannot box it. It will manifest in every area of your life. And when people see the excellence of God in your life, uh, then they would ask questions. And that's why the Bible says, Daniel was able to serve four kings because he had an excellent spirit upon him. When they were retrenching, when they were laying off, Daniel was there. He was being promoted. I said, that will be your portion in the name of Jesus. Descend the mind of God. We do not want to box God into a particular season. We want to be able to say, this is what God is saying for this season. We do not want to hold on to uh, uh, last year because sometimes people are getting more frustrated with this pandemic because they want to return back to last year or the year before. No, God has moved ahead. Tell people there was a time for some of us that are a little, a little uh, older. Some of us saw when they were using typewriter. I'm sure some of you are already calculating my age. But, you know, when, when, when there was transformation from typewriter to computer, some people said, ah, no, I prefer typewriter. It's a lot better. But after a while, they have been left behind. 
You must be able to discern the mind of God for the season. And that's what we want. The word of God is fresh. The word of God is new. The word of God is alive. It's not just dealing in the past. That's why Apostle Paul says, I need to let go of the successes. I need to let go of the failures because I want to lay hold of what God has laid hold upon me that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Lastly, we want to teach people to be relevant, prepare them, get relevant in this nation, get relevant in wherever they find themselves. It's not just, you're, you're, you're not here in this nation to be a grasshopper. Amen? You are not here to be a grasshopper. God wants to make you relevant in this nation. Not just to hang around church. Because church is where we prepare people so that they can go out and impact. When you are driving a vehicle and you need gas, you go to the gas station and you don't hang out in the gas station. You go and drive your vehicle. And may the Lord give us that revelation in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let's quickly look at the next slide. It's important we have our commandment and our commandment is to love God. That is the very first commandment. Love God with all your heart, with all your might, all your strength. That is what we want to do because it is out of that love that we are able to impact upon our, uh, uh, our neighbors. We would be able to receive vertical love and grant horizontal love so that we are not giving undiluted uh, or polluted love or love that has waxed cold to our neighbors. That is very important. And it's important for every one of us to know that we're all laborers, we're all workers together. The times of saying we don't, uh, uh, they, they don't love. Do you love? Ah, uh, that church, they don't love. Uh, do you love? Let this start with you. Because we're all looking for a perfect situation. We're all striving to be, to be better. We're all striving to be like God. We're not, uh, we don't want people to be looking at, I want to be like pastor. I want to be like a choir leader. I want to know those are substandard. We want to be, we want to conform to the image of Christ Jesus. So as we love ourselves, it is as a result of the love of God. And listen carefully, as a pastor, there are quite a number of people that are very difficult to love. There are people that they call high maintenance. You say good morning, it's quarter. You say good afternoon. They are like uh, IED. You don't know what to, but we will still love them all the same. Because that is the test of our faith. Let's look at the second commandment, and that is in Matthew 29, 28. It's all about go ye, go ye. Technical, keep with me, go ye and preach the gospel to nations we need to go out and preach the gospel to nations we need to reach out because this is the heartbeat of god god is not calling us to just warm benches apostle paul says the god that i belong to and the god that i serve i believe in acts 27 the god that i belong to and the god that i serve has told me that no life will be lost in this shipwreck so we do not all we all belong to God, but we do not all serve God. Because God is calling us to be able to reach out. And that is your service, to reach out, to go ye and make disciples. Bring people into the kingdom. Look at your life. How many people have you brought into the kingdom? 
If you know evangelism is the heartbeat of God, then how many people have we reached out to? All right, let's leave the general public. In your family, how many people have you reached out to? Amongst your friends, how many people? Amongst your colleagues, how many people? How many people can you count and say, I am fulfilling the gospel? I'm fulfilling the commandment to bring people into the kingdom of God. You know, sometimes we get so comfortable and sometimes success is the greatest challenge. It's the greatest barrier to moving forward. Let's look at the next one quickly. I just want to be able to our core values it's carefully explained we want to let people know about this it's all about holiness we want to be like our god be ye holy as our father is holy love and unity it's important because we cannot do anything without that obedience god will continue to speak we want to obey as many as are willing and obedient we will eat the good of the land Faith in God. Without faith, the Bible says we cannot please God. So as a church, as a family, if we do not have faith in God, then where is our faith placed in? All the things people have put their faith in has failed them. So where else are you going to anchor? Listen, as a church, we have always anchored our faith in Jesus. We have always had put our faith in God. And we know he will never fail us integrity and commitment we want to have the nature of christ we want to be of the same character the inner man is important and everyone says you have been with christ it is from your integrity your commitment they say you must have been seated at the feet of our lord jesus christ let's go forward quickly uh, our belief Christianity is, is about the man, Jesus Christ. It's not about religion. It is about being Christ-like. And it's important. He gave his life for us. Nobody. Jesus gave his life for us. And it's all about his love for us. So let that be ingrained in your mind. That it's all about Jesus Christ. Let's look at the second belief. It's all about Jesus. Christianity is not a rigid adherence to rules and regulations. We are not Pharisees. We are not Sadducees. We're Christians. And as the word of God says to us, we, we do. As we hear, we do. It is not about man and all that. It is about what the Lord has said in his word. Because we are trying to be Christ-like. It's not what we tell that people, I am a Christian now. I'm born again now. It is people identifying this as the first Christians. We're called Christians because they were Christ-like. Let's look at the third belief. It's all about a relationship, and we've said it over and over. It's not about religion, it's about relationship. Being Christ-like, knowing Jesus. Being known of God, and God knows you. It's a two-way street. Apostle Paul says that I may know him. Know me, Lord, and I know you. Eternal life is to know God. So it's not about I know, I know, I know Biden, I know, I know Trump, I know Obama. Do they know me? We all know them, right? We know them. We know rich people. We know important people. We know, do they know you? If they come into this city, are they going to ask of you? It's a two-way street. We want God to know us as children. And there's nothing we can hide. And we want to know him and the power of his resurrection. Let's look at four quickly. 
we'll, we'll continue to emphasize this so that we are all on the same page. Christianity is all about a friend. It's a friend that we have in Jesus Christ. He's above all friends. There's no better friend than you can have than Jesus Christ. Let's look at the second, at the fifth. The fifth, Christianity is all about Jesus waiting for you. If you have not yet given your life uh, for you to do this work, you need to know the work, the Lord, Lord of the work. It's not about just knowing the work of Lord. You can know the work of the Lord and not know the Lord of the work. Jesus Christ is waiting for every one of us so that we are not only working to impress ourselves or impress people, we're working to please the Lord. So it is important uh, somewhere at one time, I believe the Bible says, in, I think somewhere uh, in First uh, Samuel, the Bible says, Samuel was ministering unto the Lord, but yet he did not know the Lord. And we thank God, God revealed himself to him. And our prayer is that everyone that is not yet born again, what you are doing is just works. As you know the work of the Lord, you want to know the Lord of the work and the Lord himself will be able to say thou good and faithful servant enter into the joy of the Lord let's see quickly about real people real testimonies real deeds let's see the last one and I will just amen our goals uh, quickly uh, church growth church development church impact church competence and when we say church it's not the building it's not the denomination we are the church of God we must grow. We cannot be stagnant. We cannot be retrogressing. We cannot diminish. We must grow. We must develop. We must make an impact. And we must show competence. And how do we show competence? Iron sharpened iron. As we interact with ourselves, we learn from each other. If the axe is dull, then much work is required. We need to be sharpened. Let's say the last one, and we would wrap up. As I said, we are called to minister. We have been deployed to minister to the world. Uh, we just need a Gideon's army. We don't need everybody. If you make yourself available, God himself would ensure that everything is taken care of. Let us rise up on our feet. This is just a call. Uh, I believe that the supper has been prepared. The supper has been prepared as the scripture tells us and the servants have been called have asked to go out to call people to the supper everything is ready the harvest is ready you know the harvest is ready the harvest is ready all that you have ever desired is already ready because from the foundations of the world it has already been settled god knows your need he's the supplier not pastor not anybody it's god that will supply your need but there God has prepared everything. And the Bible says in that scripture, God, the, the master says, go and call people to come and partake. What happened? The first person they called said, ah, I, I have, I've just bought a land. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with buying a land and wanting to. The next person said, ah, I've just got an oxen. The next person said, ah, I've just married a new wife. The master got upset, even though there are good reasons. But they are not reasons to overplay. Oh, this is, uh, come and eat the supper. It's COVID, uh, it's uh, just not available, right? Until COVID comes to an end. But the Bible lets us know that the master now says the servants to go out there.
because these ones need to be replaced. And the people out there were called and they made themselves available. I want you to talk to the Lord. Lord, I will not be replaced in this kingdom. Talk to the Lord. I will not, never, 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 never be replaced. The work that you have known me, sanctified me, and ordained me for, I will not be replaced. Someone else will not take my place. Someone else will not take my place. Irrespective of what is going on around the world, I will not be replaced. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. I will not be replaced. I will not be replaced. I just want to quickly invite the choir to comfort uh, so that we would now be taking our offering. I will not be replaced in this kingdom. I will not be replaced. I will never be replaced. You want to purpose in your heart. The Bible says Daniel purposed in his heart that he will not defile himself. And God backed him up. God backed him up. As you purpose in your heart that you will not be replaced. As you purpose in your heart that you will be available for this vision. As you purpose in your heart that you will not only belong to God, you will be used by God. As you purpose in your heart that you will not only be saved, you will serve. You will not be replaced. Yes, you will not be replaced in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. God will use you mightily. As God uses you, your generations will also be used in the mighty name of Jesus. Your generations will not be replaced. Your family will not be replaced. Your, 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 your tribe will not be replaced in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you, God. I bless your name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Uh, uh, the next second service we will be praying because it's important. We want to pray. And as we gather for the second service, if you're able to be here, register for the second service and we will pray and we want the God of harvest to join us. And we will live here knowing full that God has done what only he can do.